Wonderful. All glory to God. All glory to him. Please be seated. Oh, it's a bit chilly this morning. We need the, the heat on. Too right. Is the heaters on? Don't know, but um, people think it's hilarious that I actually managed to survive in Scotland. Yes, I did, but I moved here. I had seen some, the one Scottish person that actually had seen, so I moved to a warmer climate. It's freezing cold, eh? So we have a new series, which is an amazing series called God Speaks. I hope you're listening today for God speaking, because that's who we want to speak. Not so much me, it's all about him, eh? So let's pray. Father, you are not silent. In fact, sometimes you speak very loudly to us, and we need to listen. And I just thank you, Father, for your words. They are life. They are truth. They are full of grace and love. And I just ask that you speak through me to every person that is here and to this nation. Speak loudly, Father. Move by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Awesome. So God speaks. Well, my father was a great preacher of the word. And he always told me that there is, whenever something is mentioned in the Bible for the first time, God wants you to take particular attention to it. Nothing in the Bible is put there haphazardly. The Holy Spirit was very accurate about where every word went and how it was said. And so we are going to go right back, first of all, to the beginning. So if anyone opened up the Bible for the first time, they would get what God said right at the start. And it's really important because it's the key to everything in life. And he said very simply a few words. And it is this. It's right in Genesis 1. God said in verse 3, let there be light. God is always about turning the light on. I can still remember my mother's voice. Switch the lights off because she was always worried about the power bill. Well, I've got something to tell you. This is the greatest power bill that you could ever get in your life. And God wants you to turn the light on. This is the key to everything in life. The silence was broken in the beginning and the darkness went because God said, let there be light. Your heavenly father is about turning the light on. And as his children, Jesus said when he was here, you are the light of the world. Do you know that you have all power and authority to turn the light on in every situation that you might go through or that someone else is going through? Because we are the light of the world because he was. And it's so cool. We can speak to darkness and it can flee when we turn the light on through the power of the word. So what words are you speaking if you think about this last week, what are you speaking out? Because that is important. God wants you to turn the light on wherever you are. That is in your workplace. It doesn't just need to happen at church. You, are have, you live in the kingdom 24-7. 
So you go and turn the light on in your workplace. Have you got a difficult situation in your workplace? Well, you can turn the light on wherever you are or in the home. I'm about turning the light on. I don't like switching off lights. I'm going to turn the light on. (laughs) Husband's laughing because he pays the bills. No, God does. So there you go. Wow. And when God speaks, he creates. Are you creating light and power and love through the words that you speak? In the NIV, it says this, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Do we have anything coming up here? Oh, did, there you go. Here it is. It is written. Let there be light. See it come up. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Do you know that you live? We are alive because he speaks. That's powerful. You are alive today because he speaks. Wow, such is the power of the spoken word of God. So cool. The enemy wants to leave you in the dark, but God says, Turn the light on, people. Turn the light on. So who hears God's voice? Wow. Well, who hears God's voice? John 10 verse 27 says this, and it'll come up on the screen. Who hears? My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. So that means everyone who has received Jesus as Lord of their life, hear his voice. So you might be sitting here, because sometimes I hear my kids say it, I don't really, I don't hear from God, you do. You just don't know it. Sometimes you don't actually know it's him speaking to you. And hopefully as I go through my message, I'm going to tell you ways that God speaks. It's not always audible, it's in many different ways. So how does God speak? Here are some. These are not all. There are many ways, but here are some. Prophecies. He speaks through prophecies. He speaks through his word, the Bible. That's one of the main ways that God actually speaks. So if you, want, if you think you're not hearing from God, guess what? Read his word because it will come alive. It's so good. He speaks through prayer. When you pray, he actually answers. It's good, eh? He speaks through his Holy Spirit. He speaks through dreams and visions. He speaks through signs and wonders. And I'm going to speak to some of these with personal testimonies and illustrations from my own life. So prophecies. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 says this, the one who prophesies edifies or builds up the church. God speaks through prophetic words. So the prophetic words for the church are something that strengthens, encourages, it comforts, it builds them up, and it teaches us. So if you've had a prophetic word, and you're not sure about it, and it doesn't make you feel comforted, encouraged, built up, just put it there on the shelf and leave it there. And I want to tell you that um, 
about a story and an illustration in my life. Some of these you'll have heard before, but I think they're really good to share again. So I was traveling to Scotland. I had to go to a wedding, and it was... Um, how many years ago? It would have been, actually, it was just over two years ago. And my sister phoned me and she said that my father was very, very ill. My mother had passed away 15 months before and he had basically just lost the will to live. He just loved my mom and he just wanted to go to heaven and be with her. So he was now um, in a special um, care home. And so I flew over to Scotland. I had to go to a wedding and Paul was there as well, and we um, went to, to visit him. And at, before I went to visit him and walked into the room, she says, I just want to warn you, he's very, very weak and he's dying. And I went, okay. So I went in and I saw my dad. He was just lying there. He wasn't speaking. He, he actually looked like something out of a concentration camp. He was just skin and bone, and it was not how I had remembered my father. And it was quite, I was really sad to see him like this. And my sisters were there and they're all just saying, oh, it's, it's, they're just talking to him saying, oh, it's going to be wonderful in heaven. You're going to see mom. And, they, and then my sister, he got really bit, um, quite sick and quite ill. And my sister said to me, the one whose daughter was getting married, on the weekend, she said, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to my daughter's wedding because dad is very ill. He's going to die any time now and I need to be with him. And I just looked at her and I went, no, you're not. You're going to go to your only daughter's wedding. You are going. And I said, I want you to leave the room and to just have a break and leave Paul and I in here. So she went out, and I think she might have went home. I'm not exactly sure where she went, but she left the room. And so Paul and I looked at each other, and we turned the light on. And so we, I was standing at the, the, the foot end of the bed. My dad was just lying there, not, not moving. He was, you know, he could hardly say, he wasn't speaking or anything. And we spoke life. So I said, I just started prophesying and declaring life into my father that he would, he would live, that God would bless him. I thanked him for all my dad's life because my dad's been a great dad. And we just spoke life into him, didn't we, Paul? It was amazing. And then a wee while later, my sister came back and I went because I had to go and pick up the kids or something. That night, my sister messaged me and says, you wouldn't believe it. I said, yeah, I would believe it because we turn the light on, don't we? And she said, Dad is sitting up in bed. He was drinking soup. He hadn't eaten for three days or something. I don't know. It was a long time. She said, he's, he's, he's drinking soup and he's sitting up in bed. She said, it's amazing. I said, you're going to your daughter's wedding. You are going to your daughter's wedding. I have come all this way. I'm going to the wedding. And so what happened was we all went to the wedding. It was amazing. Had a wonderful time. My dad was good. And then after I got back from the wedding, um, and I was still in Scotland by then. I hadn't flown to New Zealand. Then God spoke to me and he said, you know, your dad just wants to come to heaven with me. Do you know that your words can, can hold things? It can hold back the darkness. There is so much power in, our, in the spoken word that you can keep things 
from happening. And so there is power in the spoken word. How do you think that God holds the planets up or earth? Can you imagine if God all of a sudden stopped the earth revolving? I don't know, we'd probably all fall over. I am not a science teacher, but just the power of his word. And so God said, you, you, you have kept your prayer, is, you, your request has kept your dad alive, but he actually wants to go to heaven. And he said, you need to release him. And I went, okay, I will release him. And the next, um, we flew out and I said, but I don't want to be here when my dad passes. I want to remember him as alive in the last moment as I want to remember him as alive. And so I got on the plane, flew all the way back to New Zealand. But as we landed in Singapore and we had another flight to catch, I got the word that my dad had passed. He went to be with the Lord, which is so much better. And my mum, which... uh, he wanted to see as well as his saviour. Turn the light on. Your words have the power of life or death, Sam says. What are you speaking out? Turn the light on in every situation. That's prophecies. So I spoke about the word that you get, the prophetic word. If you get a word that someone speaks over you, how do you know if it is the voice of God. How do you know if it's a true prophetic word? This is what the the Bible tells us. And it's coming up on the screen. Deuteronomy 18, verse 22 and 21. And this is what the children of Israel had had uh, spoke to Moses and asked him the same question. God replied, you may say to yourselves, how can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? Here it is. If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true. That is a message the Lord has not spoken. Someone came to visit me in November and they said, I want to share a prophetic word. It wasn't theirs, it was someone else's. And I went, okay then. And they just just shared it. And it was one of doom and gloom and destruction and they said it's going to happen before this person said on, be, on behalf of someone else, it's going to happen before summer. And I went, well, it doesn't make me feel built up. It doesn't make me feel encouraged. And, you know, I just thought I'll put that on the shelf. So I did. And it never happened. So this is what the Lord says. If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. You know, prophecy is for building up, encouraging, strengthening. And we always have, we have a bit of a laugh, and I know I have shared this before, that at the start of the year, we get our t- leadership team together and we pray over them. And a few years ago, um, God, we were in, praying in, a, in, in our living room, actually, and God said, I want you to um, share over John and Linda that they're going to have a baby. And I'm like, that's massive. You know, that is such a big thing to do, to share and speak out that someone is going to have a baby, especially when I think there's seven years, is there, between Maui and them, and that's Kia. There, oh, Kia, he's on the floor. <laughs> so, um. I'm like having this conversation with God. Really? That's a massive thing to say, you know. But you know what? It's through the obedience of the power of his word. So I shared that 
And I can't remember how long ago, oh, John and Linda at the back there. I can't remember how long ago it was, or after that word, but um, then Linda got pregnant, and that's cool. And they're blessed with a beautiful boy, Kia. And then exactly a year later, we were praying for the start of the year and leading into prayer for the year, asking God for direction. And then God said, I want you to tell, and, and then, I think it was Reuben and Ham, and then he says, I want you to tell them that they're going to have a baby. And I went, not again, Lord. <laughs> Another one, you know, it was like, and it was quite funny. And so I, I actually did do it. As much as sometimes it's about, oh, I did do it. And they, they were blessed. I think that was Andre. Yes, it was Andre. It was Andre. So there we are. So what's the other way? The word. The Bible, God speaks to us through his word. Psalm 119 verse 105 says this, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. God turns the light on and it's through his word that he can speak to us. Reading God's word brings light to our path. You know, um, you can be reading God's Word, and you can read it for a, a while, and it's called the Rema Word. All of a sudden, something will jump out at you that you maybe haven't noticed, or for whatever season you are walking through, God will speak to you. And that's what His Word does. It's amazing. Prayer. Here's another word that God speaks to us, through prayer. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says this, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you don't know. Wow, do you want light for the future? Do you want to know the path that you should take? Well, God says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Psalm 34 verse 4 says this, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. I prayed to the Lord. And um, I remember um, my brother-in-law um, passed away suddenly. And I was, I think Evangeline was six at the time. And because of the grief, I, I couldn't decide. Paul was saying, you should go over and support your sister for the funeral in uh, England and it was such a big decision. I had to go by myself, and it was a long flight. And I also had Evangeline, who was six. I was worried about, as a mum, leaving her behind for such a long time. And I just couldn't decide what to do. So I prayed, and I said, Lord, I can't make this decision. It's so big. And Paul was telling me to go. I said, I need confirmation. Please give me confirmation. And about 10 minutes or so later, I remember, it was actually Kerry, phoned me up and she said, I just have, I feel God is saying that you need to go. 10 minutes later it was, it wasn't that far. She didn't know, but I knew that I needed that confirmation. God answers your prayers and he brings light into a confused situation. Whatever it is, he answers prayers. It's so cool. And just recently, um, we've been to Fiji, so it was great to go over there. And um, we've made some um, friends over there. So we've been going to Fiji a few years now. And we got to know this um, awesome lady. She actually cleaned the room in the place where we stayed at the hotel. And one day we asked her and said, oh, um, we, we need to find a church to go on the Sunday. And so she said, oh, 
well, my husband's a pastor. You come to my church. So we got to build up this great friendship with her, you know, and it was cool. And her husband. And so this was a few years ago. We've kept up this relationship. And so um, during all of COVID and lockdown, I know the Fijians, you know, they have been struggling majorly. They don't get the government help or hand out things and food parcels so much like we have had here. And so um, God spoke to me while I was praying one day, and he said, I want you and Paul to send money over to this couple. And so I thought about it, and I went, okay. So as, as I was thinking about it, I thought I better research how to do that because I've never really um, transferred money overseas before. So it took a little bit of time. So it took me about a week to get the process sorted and for the money to go through. And so when we were just visiting this time, uh, Bulo is her name. She said, um, when we went to visit her in a church, she says, oh, I need to tell you something. She said that um, uh, during the same time, she, had, she was so desperate, like they had pretty much nothing in the cupboards. She had gone to God and she was crying. You know, God hears our cries. And she said, Lord, I just want to have the basics of sugar, flour, and all this stuff. She said, I would just love to be able to have all this, some of this stuff. And that was right at the time when God had been speaking to me. And I put the money in. And she went out for the day. So she cried out to the Lord in desperation. She went out for the day to visit a family member. And when she came home, she opened the door and she said her husband was standing there smiling because on the table, he had all the basic, everything, for, like whatever they needed, sugar, you know. And she said, you know, it just came right at the right time. And that's, that's just the power of prayer. God moves through people and it's so good, eh? And it says here in Isaiah 65 verse 24, I will answer them before they even call to me. God already knows your need before you even ask him. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. You know, um, I was just sharing the funny thing, you know, um, last Sunday. Paul and I, um, you know, we run our own business as well. And sometimes, you know, um, through all of COVID, it has been very challenging at times. And you've got to really trust the Lord and know that he cares and he is the one that provides. So we had just been talking about all of this and how God provides and we're going to, you know, and I really felt that God was saying, trust me, you've got these bills, you've got all this to do, but just trust me. God was saying, trust me. So... Um, I had my grandson here, he was just, just visiting. I went and sat on the couch. And as I sat down on the couch, I saw there was this little blueberry that was stuck there. And it's very tight down, down the side of my couch. To get your hand down, it, it does hurt a bit. And I thought, oh, I hope there's no blueberries down there. That's horrible, you know. So, and I'm a clean freak. So um, I put my hand down and I felt this crispy crispy no and I pulled it up and it was a $50 bill and I looked at it and I went Paul I just pulled out $50 from the couch and you know he went do it again there's probably more down there there might be another one so do you know what I'm such an obedient wife 
I put my hand down and I felt this other crispy dollar bill. I picked it up and there was another $50 down the sofa. I have no idea how it got there. It was so tight. Someone would have had to push it hard down there to get it down there, right underneath the, the side pocket, like it's so tight. And we just laughed and I just felt God say to, uh, to me, see, it's not hard when you trust him. He provides. You can put your hand down your sofa. You never know what you might find. Dead rat, dead mice, but I found $100. It was, it was just cool. God provides. He hears our prayers. God speaks through us praying. He answers. It is so good. And you know, it tells us that God works all things for good. So if it's not good yet, it's not the end. Think about that. God works all things for good. So if it's not good for you yet through whatever you're going through, it's not the end of that part of your life. God will work it for good. He says that. God works through the Holy Spirit. Here's one of the verses. John 16, verse 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. And it reminds me about the time when we were, um, God had called us to plant a church. And people were saying, oh, just go to a small area, you know, this, go to this place, go to that place. But just God spoke to Paul through the Holy Spirit. And he, when he came to look at this venue, there was about three of us at the time that looked at the venue. And there was only seven or eight people with us when we planted the church. But Paul stood in this facility and he went, this is the place. I see hundreds coming in here, hundreds. And he spoke it out through the power of the Spirit. And you know, we have seen much blessing, many big, large youth events. God has just done amazing things. And that was because he listened to the voice of the Spirit and came here, even when it looked crazy to a lot of people. A few of us, eight people or so, I think it was, and we came to this venue and it was so massive. God speaks through dreams and visions. Job 13, 14 to 16, it's coming up. Indeed, God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices it. In a dream, a vision of the night, when sound sleep falls on men while they slumber in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. Wow, that's cool, eh? God speaks to us in dreams and visions. Do you have a dream? Have you had a vision? And I remember when we um, had first planted the church, I think there was a year that went by, and it was, it was just Paul and I and our kids and some older people. And I remember crying out to God and saying, Lord, we need children for this, for your name to keep going here and for, for, for there to be a future, you know, of, for Excite, for a future. We need children. We need people saved and planted in this church. And I cried out to God. And that night, when I went to sleep, I had a vision. And I'll never forget it. It was just so humbling. I was standing in this massive room. And I was standing like at the door and all I saw was hundreds of children. It was just so amazing. God gave me a vision that night of 
what was to be. And it was so wonderful. And the other one where God speak to us, is, this is the one I like, signs and wonders. So good. Signs and wonders. Hebrews 2, verse 3 to 4. This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Wow, signs and wonders. I am longing for more signs and wonders here in our nation. We want to turn, I want to turn the light on so bright that people will know it is God. Signs and wonders. And this is what the Apostle Paul said. I have preached a full gospel with signs and wonders. I don't want to preach a half gospel. I want to preach a full gospel with signs and wonders. And I'm very interested in the life of Smith Wigglesworth. I don't know if you've heard about Smith Wigglesworth, but he was an amazing man of God. And he just went out and just really just spoke light in life and saw many, many mighty things. But the reason I'm really interested in, in him is because he lived in the town where I was born. I was born in Yorkshire. I was born in Bradford. He was born and raised there. I think he was definitely lived there. And every time someone came through the door that had a newspaper under his arm, he would say, we don't have negative news in here. And he would send them out. He only read the Word of God. It was so amazing. But he said this, and I'm actually going to share it with you as I finish up today, because he prophesied. And he passed away, I think it was 1947. But this is what he said. In 1939, Smith Wigglesworth prophesied to Lester Sumrall, it is, about the final wave of God's glory. He sobbed and said, I see the revival of the last days that will usher in the precious fruit of the earth. It will be the greatest move of God that the world has ever seen. It's going to be a wave of the gifts of the Spirit. The ministry gifts will be flowing across the planet Earth. Hospitals will be emptied out and the sick will be brought to the churches that allow the Holy Spirit to move. I want that to happen. And do you know the thing about it is, I have been saying, I just read this two days ago. I had no idea that he actually said that. But I have been feeling that in my spirit for a while. And I just keep speaking it out and say, God, we need a full gospel. We need the signs and the wonders. I want to see healings. There's never been a time even before where there is so much darkness and dis-ease where God needs to turn, wants to turn the light on. And so I want to turn the light on. I want God to speak through us, through signs and wonders and see a great move of God, eh? Isn't that wonderful? Really want to see a great move of God. So I wonder as we um, play that song, So Will I, could we have that one? I want you to really just think about all these things that I've shared with you and God speaks to you. He's such a loving father. He's so good. He's so good. He's 
You know, I'm Scottish, and I, I always say, if you don't ask, you don't get. I ask anything. It says, if you ask some things, no, I ask. I ask whatever. So good. Can we have that song? And as we stand, there's so will I win. Just, yeah, let's just declare. You, you prophesy yourself. You are the light of the world. So whatever you want darkness to flee, whatever it is that you are facing here today, as this song is going, you speak it out. Awesome. Awesome.